Tonight we're going to be talking about apologies, forgiveness. Um, this is an amazing book that we're going to be talking about tonight, and we're going to be basing it off of this. You might have to go a little closer, closer. Can y'all can y'all see that? I can't get myself closer. Okay, reading the topic, they might can't see it with the glare. Oh, it says uh, when sorry isn't enough. Making Things Right with Those You Love by Gary Chapman and Jennifer Thomas. So the same people that made the five love languages, which I know some of you really, really love that book, is the same guy, Gary Chapman. He has a book that says when sorry is not enough. And it talks about the apology language. I didn't even know there was an apology language. Um, have you guys ever experienced where somebody said they were sorry or said they said they were sorry and you said they didn't say they were sorry? In their language, they did say, I'm sorry. You didn't hear that. You did not receive that. And that's what we're going to be getting into on tonight. Um, sometimes people just don't speak the same language and that's why you cannot understand when they say something, um, something as simple as I'm sorry in their own way. So we want to talk about the different languages that they that people have and uh, just jump right into it. So as always, we want to just um, take it to the scripture because that is always going to be important in our foundation and everything that we do. Um, and so the scripture talks has a lot of scriptures, of course, about, um, you know, if somebody wrongs you, what you're supposed to do. Uh, so we are going to just talk about one and it's going to lead right into our discussion. And we will kind of touch on it here and there as we go through all the apology languages. And so we're going to start with Matthew 18. Verse 15 and 16, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between you, the two of you. And if you, if they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So, and in this case, we're talking about marriage, right? So... It should be no different if you're talking about somebody in the church or somebody at the grocery store or somebody right beside you that sleeps in your bed every day. If he wrongs me and then I go to bed and wake up every day and three weeks later and a month later and a year later, we have not talked about that. That's a problem. We're married. This is the person that I said I want to spend the rest of my life with. I need to be resolving issues with him. That's a part of good communication. And so if he wrongs me, I need to let him know. Because oftentimes we get mad and we're holding on to these things. And the other person don't even know that you're mad, that you're angry about something. That's right. So we definitely have to communicate with our spouses when something is wrong or we feel offended by something. A lot of times they don't even do it intentionally. And now you have this thing in between you that is causing a rift. Um, and that's causing issues and you have not even said anything. You think it's so big and it's, it's so monumental and how could he have done this or how could she have said that? And you didn't communicate that, but now you're mad, you're slamming cabinets and you're not doing the things you used to do before um, because you're upset. But the scripture clearly tells us that we need to point out their faults. And that's, um, there's a way to do that. Um, go ahead. Left my notebook over there. 
Um, there's a there's a way to do that um, in a way that is not going to be demeaning to them or demeaning to your marriage or relationship. Um, and and if by chance you point those things out and you are not successful in coming to an agreement about what should happen or the apology wasn't accepted or you just can't see eye to eye, bring somebody else in. That could be a close couple uh, that you know on the same page with you in terms of marriage or that could be going to a church leader or your pastor or a counselor um tyrone and i are avid avid um pushers of counseling professional counseling if you need that um so whatever it takes to get to that end result you have to do it so if you cannot resolve it between you go to the next level so that's what the scripture is talking about try to resolve it with each other if you cannot then you need to go to the next level and of course this is this scripture goes beyond just marriage but i just wanted to make it relevant for us amen amen so let's dive right into this thing y'all I'm, i was so excited once we first started uh, going through this uh, through this book and again if you just if you just coming in the book is called when sorry isn't enough and it was a New York's New York Times bestseller by Gary Chapman and Jennifer Thomas all right so it opens up this is one of the big points that it opens up within in, within the introduction it says it said that apology is not a word that means the same thing to everyone that is because we all have different apology language. And just like um, one of his other books was um, The Five Love Languages. Oh, it did? Oh, technical difficulties. Let's see if we can get it back. Hit share. Share and then start another one. Sorry, sorry, y'all. It's back. Yes. Okay. All right. So I don't know if they back. Well, yeah. But you back. Let's give them a second to come. There you go. We're getting you back. Sorry, guys. I don't know what happened. We still here, though. Four thumbs up. Good five. We're getting it. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and start. All right. So um, apology is not a word that means the same thing um, to everyone. This is because we all have different apology languages. And I thought this was so powerful because just like his uh, other book, The Five Love Languages, he goes on in this book to say that we all have different apology languages. What I think an apology uh, encompasses might not be the same thing that, or how she feels that an apology uh, should be made or what she's looking for or what your spouse is looking for when you go to give an apology. So there are different things that your spouse might be looking for. We could be doing it and we could not. And this could be one of the problems that when you give an apology, your spouse doesn't feel Feel, uh, like the apology is genuine or they don't feel like you really mean it or they're looking for something else when you're giving an apology so I thought that was so powerful um, um, a lot of times we you know one spouse might say 
you know, I wish he would apologize. And then the other spouse might say, well, I did apologize. And so now you guys are in this battle. Um, you're not even arguing about what the offense was. Now you're arguing about what's the correct way to apologize. And I know everybody has been there. I wish you would just apologize. Well, I did say I was sorry. And now you're battling over what an actual apology is. And he goes on in this book to kind of help us out. So he really wants to help us out, guys. Um, and another thing is the most times the whatever is done, the wrongful act acts as a barrier between the couples. Um, and it often leaves the relationship fractured. So one of the big thing is um, sometimes the barrier um, with with barriers that are that's in between couples. Um, sometimes it takes, you know, a massive, massive act, you know, like a bulldozer in order to get that barrier to be moved. And sometimes it takes an act just as soft as, you know, the touch of a feather. So the question is, you know, what are you willing to do? What are we willing to do to make sure that those barriers that have been that we have placed in between each other and our relationship is moved out of the way? Are you willing to go to the extreme and do, you know, what it takes or are you are you willing to be vulnerable and be as delicate as the touch of a feather um, to make sure that those barriers are moved? Uh, so one of the things that when you're talking about an apology, um, one thing we want to make sure that we hone in on is that forgiveness and reconciliation are two different entities. Um, so you can ask for forgiveness and there's no reconciliation, um, and you can. You can have forgiveness and reconciliation at the same time, but they are two separate entities. And so sometimes when you go through certain things, you there's a party that longs for the uh, justice and the reconciliation um, that can be bought on by an apology. Um, but what if the other person doesn't want that? Um, sometimes people are just fine with being angry. Sometimes people are just fine with how things are and the tension in the room that can cut, you know, cut a, cut like a knife. Uh, and so we have to uh, figure out where people are in the whole apology process. Are you willing to even apologize? Are you willing to forgive the next person? Uh, and so we have to understand that genuine forgiveness and reconciliation, um, they have to, we have to be on the same page with that as far as uh, that marriage. And so figure out where you are and what you want. What, what do you want? How long are we going to be angry about this situation? How long are we going to stay in this situation? Because a lot of times you're in that rut because somebody doesn't want to move. Everybody's stubborn. Everybody wants to get their way. Somebody wants to be right all the time. And so sometimes it's not about being right. And so we have to understand that as well. And so when you apologize, you accept the responsibility. In, in, in an instance, you don't think you're wrong. Sometimes it's about moving on. You just got, you just have to, you have to move on. You have to move forward. Um, whenever you don't apologize and you know that you've done something wrong to your spouse, it makes you feel heavy. And it is hard to move forward and grow and have other goals and go forward in your relationship when you feel heavy. That's right. When you have not um, given your spouse what they need to move forward. That's right. And I think he, when he was talking about it, he, he called it the, the five gallon like the five gallon jug so if you can picture having a five gallon 
uh, jug on your back and, and when you have wronged um, your spouse and you failed to apologize or haven't correctly apologized and then you keep going on and then this jug just keeps filling and filling and filling and then it's hard to move the more stuff that gets put inside that jug, it, the harder it is for you guys to come together. It's harder for you guys to, you know, to move when you got all of that weight on your back. So, I mean, the easiest thing is get rid of the weight. Right. So learn to apologize and, and try to right. figure out how to do it effectively. So. And if you have lived in a family and grew up in a family where people don't apologize, you have to get rid of that mindset. You have got to get rid of um, that stinking thinking because it's not going to work in this marriage. Um, if people did not apologize for one of your mama didn't apologize to your daddy, your daddy did not apologize to your mama, you have got to let that go. This is not going to work in 2020. Let it go. That's right. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff is not working. <laughs> not working in 2020. Hey, hey, but you know what is working in 2020? God is working in 2020. God is hey, God is still moving in 2020. in 2020. I didn't know he was going with that, but there's you know how I'm going. You know he moving. He's still moving. All right. All right. So, um, so think about this. Uh, a lot of times when we, you know, we we get into things that you know in relationships, um, we we want justice to be served. You know, just like law and order with, you know, when somebody commits an infraction, they go to court and have to pay a hefty fine. As couples, we want we want justice to be served. But the thing about justice is justice doesn't always restore the relationship. You want justice to be served, but you guys still have that rift that's in between you guys. So justice being served doesn't always restore the relationship. So right. think about this. You have two employees, right? Employee A. Um, both employee A and B, they both stole from the company. So employee A stole from the company. He didn't, or he or she, I say he. Let's go with he, because I'm a he. So he didn't, he uh, didn't confess to what he'd done. Um, the boss ended up finding out, and subsequently he goes to jail, gets fired, have to pay a fine, then he goes to prison. But a never got that chance to be restored back to the leadership or the position that he was in. Now, if you think about employee B, employee so B. So then that's justice. That's justice. But yeah, that's not reconciliation. Yeah, that's justice. So employee B, here's where reconciliation comes in. Employee B also stole, but they took the opportunity to fess up and to man or woman up to the wrong that they committed. So there is that opportunity for them to um, be elevated back into the position that they were originally taken down from because they caused the infraction. So whenever we do wrong, um, we have to learn that confessing what we have done and building back up to where you were is always a good thing. And as a spouse, I need to be open to you not being perfect, making mistakes. And when you come to me and say that you're sorry and, and admitting to something, being ready to figure out how we can make this right and move forward. Yeah. And sometimes that comes with developing a plan together. Right. So my plan might not always work for the two of us. So sometimes you have to sit down and come together and develop a plan into where we can get our relationship back to where right. it was. All right. So now we want to get into the five uh, languages of apology. And I do want to let you guys know, it's a lot of information. We really want you guys to get it. Um, if you have the opportunity to get the book, please get the book. 
I, I told Tyrone we're definitely going to um, we have the book on audio we got the book on Kindle we're going to get the hard copy we're going to continue to use this as a tool in our marriage and periodically just go over it because it's that good um, and so we're not going to be able to go over all of this tonight. We'll do the best we can uh, getting through some of the points. But we will come back and we will continue this um, this lesson with you guys. But if you can have the opportunity to get it, go ahead and get it. We just want to read off the actual uh, five languages. The first one is expressing regret. The second one is accepting responsibility. The third one is making restitution. Mm-hmm. The fourth one is genuinely repenting, and the last one is requesting forgiveness. So those are the five languages of an apology, and we want to start with the first one, which is expressing regret, and that is an emotional aspect, having guilt or shame or pain, and focusing on what you did, what you failed to do, and how it might affect the other person. Right? Yeah. That's okay. Right. All right. That's All right. right. So expressing regret is fundamental to a good relationship. And why is that? Because if you have a failure to recognize and a lot of times it's verbalize what you have done, what you have done wrong, um, if you can't express what you have done and express the regret or how you feel and what that does is it builds a connection between you and your spouse. I. I know what I've done and I know how that makes you feel. Now let's come together and figure out what we need to do to make me a better person and to make our relationship uh, an even more stronger one. Right. And so the more specific that you can be, the better. And so you did something wrong. Um, You know, I came home late and I didn't call him beforehand to tell him I was going to be late. I... I did a little bit too much coupon and I went from buy low to Harris Tita and I did all this extra stuff and I never called him and he um, consequently was here making dinner. My dinner is now here getting cold. He's upset about that. I come in the house, I don't say anything to him and now he's upset. So how can I make this right? If this is his apology language, what I can do instead instead of just saying, Tyrone, I'm sorry, I can say, Tyrone, I am so sorry. Um, You know what? I did a lot of stuff today. I wasn't considerate that you might have been home making dinner for me. I understand that you took your time out to go and cook me some good chicken and macaroni and all this stuff. And, I do do that. Um, you were thinking about me when you I did do. that. And you were taking your sweet time and, and putting your love into this food and just trying to be there for me the best way you know how to be as a husband. And I took advantage of that and I, I was neglectful and not calling mm. and telling you that. And I sincerely apologize and I would like you to forgive me. That's all right. I forgive you. So um, that's just an example, but the more specific you can be, it lets that person know that you understand the offense and that you care about their feelings. So the more, and again, this is for marriages, but this can go around for all your relationships. Uh, If this is that person's apology language, you being specific makes a difference. That is correct. So if we when we when we when we talk about regret, regret focuses on what you did or failed to do and how it affected the other person. 
the offended person is expecting painful emotions and they want you to feel some of their pain. They want some evidence that you realize how deeply you have hurt them. Right. And for some people, this is what they listen for when you're giving an apology. So if my spouse's apology language is for me to express verbally the pain that I feel based upon what I have done, sometimes our apologies are not coming across the way we think because we're not expressing verbally um, the pain we feel based off of what we have done. Right. And for some people, this is what they're list this is what they're listening for. And a failure to hear this, the 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 pain of what you feel based on what you've done, our sometimes our apologies are falling on deaf ear. Right. Uh, one one of the other major points in this chapter is that an apology needs to stand alone. An apology should not be followed with but. Um, I'm sorry, but um, I mean I know you did that, but and and the moment you put but, you already start negating that stuff. An apology should not be followed with an excuse. Um, a lot of people shut down the moment you start doing excuses. You say I'm sorry, but the kids and the dog and you did and you said and doing all this other stuff. And so once you start listing all this stuff afterwards, um, sometimes that shuts people down. And maybe that's not him, maybe that's for another relationship, um, but you have to figure out if that's something that shuts them down, maybe you don't need to use that type of language in this apology. Mm -hmm. And another another key thing, um, key point to that is, um, well guys, guys, men and women, um, a lot of times our body language, our body language when we are apologizing um, can either come across as that we agree or we don't agree with what we're saying. So you have to pay attention to your body language, how you're coming across um, or how you're presenting yourself physically when you're uh, apologizing right. to um, to the person that you're connected to, I and that's that. and that's Crying. very important. So if you you can have the most sincere apology based off of words, but if you're not looking at your partner in the in the eyes, or if you're not even facing them, if you're not uh, if you don't seem like you really care about what you're saying, but what you're saying is is powerful, then it can kill the whole thing. Right. Um, another thing is not blaming that person that you just offended for the reason why you offended them. I, I can't blame him in saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but the reason why I did this is because you did this. Well, now that's not an apology. No. Um, you did what you did and you have to take responsibility for what you did. Um, and we've talked about this before, not compounding things with, with other stuff. If he did something before and um, we need to deal with that then. And if I've done something, he should deal with me whenever I do that thing. But my what my fits to him that has to stand alone. I cannot blame him for why I did what I did in my apology to him. Now, if we're just having a discussion about, you know, sometimes I like to know the train of thought of some, sometimes. Well, why did you do that? And that's a different thing that we start discussing. But I cannot blame him in my apology. He just wants to hear my apology. He don't want to hear anything that comes after that, trying to blame him for what I offended him about. Mm hmm. So, I say this the last point we can move mm -hmm, on in chapter mm -hmm, two. Mm -hmm. So, um, lastly, when we're talking about um, the the first apology language, 
We have to understand that good relationships are fostered by expressing regret when we did not intend to do something wrong. And this happens a lot of times. We there there's a, a wrong has been committed, but I didn't attention intentionally um, mean to hurt um, Anita. And sometimes because I didn't mean to do it intentionally, I feel that my apology shouldn't be as powerful or as meaningful as if I intentionally did something. Right. So even though my act wasn't intentional, my apology should still be as though I still care about how she feels about what I didn't intentionally right. do. So we have to remember that even though you didn't intentionally mean to do it, you still have to apologize and not only apologize, but verbalize and verbalize it with power and, and with uh, with conviction. So. Right. Um, and our second, we're going to move on to our second love language. And again, I told you guys, there's no way we could get through all of these right now. Uh, the, lot, the second uh, apology language is accepting responsibility. Um, accepting responsibility. That's something a lot of people don't want to do. You don't want to feel like you did something wrong. But in order to have a great apology, um, and I think this is, goes along with any language, you have got to take responsibility for your actions. Um, taking responsibility for your actions, uh, whenever you blame someone else, it is a sign of immaturity. Mm. It's a sign of immaturity. You mm. are not mature when you cannot take responsibility and you end up just constantly blaming other people. Um, you have to admit that you're wrong and sometimes, um, you know, apologizing or not, I guess not apologizing, um, is sometimes a self-esteem thing. I don't want to apologize. I don't want to admit that I'm wrong because I have low self-esteem or there's something inside of me that's not right. And so I feel like I can't point out that I did something wrong. Um, it doesn't make you less of a person to admit that you did something wrong. It doesn't make uh, you less of a husband or less of a wife to admit that you did something wrong. And so you cannot feel like it's an attack by having to admit that you did something wrong and having to apologize. Yeah. When thinking about doing something wrong, I'm trying to say, um, one thing, guys, men sometimes especially we feel that to admit that we've done something wrong is a form of weakness right it is not a form of weakness and in fact it is a form of power because it takes a strong man or it takes a strong woman to be able to one recognize that you did something wrong and two take um acceptance that's right word. take acceptance or um that of the wrongdoing so it's never a um expression of weakness being able to accept that you've done something wrong shows that you are more powerful than you even thought you were and i know for our relationship i can see his continents change when i apologize to him like and when i'm i break it down hey i apologize and i list the reason why i apologize i can see his continents immediately change now him on the other hand when he apologizes to me sometimes it takes a little minute and i tell him i i have told him that like i can't just turn on and off like that and i know say what you want i'm being real i need some time 
and I get it and I accept it. But me personally, sometimes depending on the offense and the level of the offense, sometimes I need a little minute just to process the apology. But I can definitely see when I apologize to him, his countenance immediately changes. And it makes me feel better that I've taken responsibility and that he no longer feels the way that he feels because of my apology to him. If you if you want to if we ever want to show how mature we are and how much we have grown accepting responsibility for your behaviors is probably one of the biggest things that you can do. Right. Um, if you ever want to show to your wife or to your child even to your children uh, because your children learn based off of what they see their parents do. Right. If you ever want to show show your maturity level accept the wrongdoing or the things that you have the things that you have done now if you want to show your immaturity blame other people for huh? go ahead <laughs> don't show your immaturity see we ain't even gonna say that so accept um what you have done own up to it okay so we are out of time no we are we but it's the fact what it's time a, is it it's the fact it's 7 30 it's 7.30. So, listen, we we value you guys' time, and we can keep going, but we don't want to keep you guys. So, what we what our plan is, uh, we plan to come back to you um, on a Monday to finish this series, and this has nothing to do with our next month session. We just really want to finish this. We're excited about it, and we want to finish it. Um, in the meantime, Stacey's we keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Um, we can't just go cause cause one person say keep going, Stacy. Um, but no, let me. Um, can I share this one thing? Go ahead. Share this this, this, this will be the last thing, Stacy. Stacy, this not this is for you, but just cause you say keep going. So this and this can even this can even be something that we try um, as as a couple until if you if you guys are having issues with apologizing, um, this can this can help out so he in his book he talks about what he calls the agree and disagree approach to apologizing and it says this he said um try this i agree that i have a right to feel hurt a right to feel angry and disappointed and frustrated or whatever other feeling that comes about from a, um, a wrongdoing so i can say to anita I agree that I have the right to feel wrong or feel hurt based off of what you've done. And your next response could be, well, now that I have shared what I agree with, now I disagree with the idea that because of my feelings, I have the right to hurt someone else with my words or my behavior. Right. So I agree that I have the right to feel hurt that I have the right to feel uh, let down, to uh, feel whatever all of these feelings are, but I disagree um, with the idea that because of how I feel, uh, I have the right to then turn around and hurt someone else. And right. what does that do? That causes us to, for one, it, put, it puts a halt on um, how I feel and how I'm going to or how I would naturally want to reciprocate how I feel. Because I feel hurt. Tip for tat. Yeah, the tip for tat, there you go. Tip for tat, tip for tat, tip. So because of how I feel, even though you feel hurt, even though you feel 
uh, let down and ashamed or embarrassed. Um, even, you know, when you get into disagreements out in public and you feel embarrassed and hurt, that does not give us the right because of how we feel to go out and then use that to hurt our spouse or hurt someone else. And, and let me just put this in there as well. If you are having a disagreement, nobody outside of your home should know that you're having a disagreement. You shouldn't be yelling and screaming in the Piggly Wiggly in the Walmart. You should not be slamming the car door and, and fussing and cussing each other out in the parking lot. Um, you should be able to take those things behind closed doors. You should be mature enough to allow it to wait until you get home. I can tell you why I know you can do it because there are some people at your job that done made you mad, that you wanted to cuss out, that you wanted to say some stuff to, that you wanted to do some stuff to, but you did not do it. You are mature enough to be able to handle it and you waited and you, you dealt with that in a mature manner. And so you can do the same exact thing when it comes to your marriage. Um, even though you're going through something, everybody, your marriage is a ministry. People That's who right. see you, this is a ministry. Sometimes seeing you is the only God that they know. Come on, you go to your family reunion or hanging around your friends. You may be the only God that people see. And so when you showing out and acting crazy in public, people are seeing that and they need to see something better. And so it is your responsibility that if something is going on between you, immediately try to resolve it. But guess what? If you can't, don't be doing it out in public. Wait, wait until you get home. Deal with it at home. We got. Oh. Oh, we got a question. Oh, April would be ten years, guys. Almost ten years. So Only nine and a, nine and a half years. Nine and a half. Nine point. You know, right. six five. You know, something like that. And so in November we will have been together for twelve years. So twelve long years. That's a lot of years. Oh, this is what I was gonna say. This is the last thing I promise. Thank you, Louis. So when she when she said you um, sometimes you are the only God that people see. Very true. You are the only God that some people will see. So now you have to be the best version of the God that you serve. Yes. <laughs> Come on through Holy Ghost. You have to be the best version of the God that you serve because you are sometimes the only God that people will see. Right. Right. So what I will say is in closing, um, we are going to put up a couple of things. We're going to put up the title of the book so that if you guys want to get it, you can get it. There is audio. There's Kindle. You can buy it on Amazon. It's in the bookstores. So if you want to get it, I think it's just as good of a tool <laughs> to get uh, <laughs> Louis, you wrong. Uh, um, it's just a good a tool to have in your um, your marriage repertoire as the five love languages, y'all. It's, it it is good, and we've learned a lot about each other. Just we never thought that there was a there's a apology language. We never thought about how we apologize to each other or how the next person received it or what we wanted, even in our our own apologies. And we also learned that just. Um, in other relationships, the standard that I have for him as my spouse may not be the same apology language that I will communicate with my mother. Um, so it's different in different relationships. So it's definitely a good book to get. 
So we're gonna list that. We're also, we have available for you if you like, if you don't want to purchase the book yourself, there is a quiz in the back of the book that we can share with you, but it's a PDF file. So if you would like that, then message us and give us your email address and we can message that to you and you and your spouse can do the quiz that is in the back of the book, which allows you to know what your apology language is, which we did today. And that was very interesting because I was wrong about myself as well as I was, was I right about you? I was right about you, but I was wrong no, about No, no, myself. no, you weren't. You was dead wrong. Oh yeah, I was Yeah, dead we were both wrong was, about each other. We was wrong. But <laughs> I don't know, cause we, we apologize well. No, we work at apologizing. And eventually it gets to a good apology. But now, <laughs> but now I know what she wants and what she needs in certain, you know, ma- you know, the majority of the time. He thinks. I think. <laughs> we're, so, we're a work in progress, y'all. We are a work in progress. But you know what? We don't stay mad at each other long anymore. No. <laughs> We used to stay mad. I used to stay mad at him. Yes, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to say what. I used to stay mad at him long. I have learned, it has been years since we've had that issue. I have learned not to stay mad at him. 